Elmore Rual Torn. Who? That's right. We're going to talk about this guy. You know him as Rip Torn. His real name is Elmore. We're going to dive into this guy. Passed away just last week. Got to talk about him in the Actors Room. Episode 71, coming at ya. Rip Torn, on July 9, 2019, at the age of 88, passed away in Lakeville, Connecticut. Elmore Rual Torn, Jr., born on February 6, 1931, in Temple, Texas. He's a Texan, and he was proud of it. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Actors Room. This one, episode 71. Welcome back. Good to be back. It's been a few weeks after my uh, last episode of Gremlins. That was fun. Hope you're having a great day. And uh, I had my ideas of going ahead and doing a uh, Crispin Glover episode this week. And that didn't happen because Rip Torn passed away. And instead of talking about Crispin, we're going to talk about Rip. And I had referenced him uh, weeks ago, maybe even months ago. In another episode, he came up, Rip Torn... And I didn't know if that was his real name. And I felt to myself, it can't be his real name. Rip Torn. There's no way in hell. This guy was named Rip on his birth certificate. And he wasn't. Real name is Elmore. But Rip is a family name. It's like a family nickname of most men in the Torn family. And Rip Torn, also known as Elmore is a junior. His father's name is Elmore as well. And doing research on Mr. Torn was truly fun to do this week because he passed. I dove into his childhood a bit uh, in just doing research on how he got into the business, um, what kind of career he had, and how it spanned over decades. He has done a total of 191 Productions, I'm going to go ahead and check that. Yeah, 191 productions. And his very first work was in the early 50s. I'm going to check on that as well, because I have it right here. I know, bear with me a moment. 1956. Yes, 1956. So not early 50s, but 56, right in the middle of the 50s. <clears throat> Going to clear my throat. <clears throat> Folks, I've been battling. Don't want to talk about my uh, sinus cavities because nobody wants to know about my sinus trouble. A week it has been. It's a beautiful summer week here in Cleveland. No rain, which is rare. Last week we had lots of rain. This week, no rain. And already I could tell my grass is getting brown. One week of no rain will do that. It's To me, it's depressing. 
I love the rain. It keeps everything green and growing. And now things are starting to die. And the only thing that thrives are weeds. They make everything look ugly. Weeds. Getting back onto Rip Torn. And this episode is going to highlight the film's projects that stuck out to me in his career and life. And if you don't know anything about Rip Torn, which is highly unlikely, I think most of you know of him. I mean, he was in Dodgeball. Most people know that movie. Ben Stiller film. Men in Black. He was in there. I'm trying to think of the mainstream stuff that people who may not have followed his career or are big fans of Rip Torn. I'm trying to think of a movie that people can go, oh, yeah. Uh, like if you were a kid in the 80s, like if the demographic that listens to my show grew up in the 80s like me, you will remember a film called Beast Master. Okay? Very strange film, but. One of my brother's favorites when we were growing up, Beastmaster, he was in that. He played like some evil guy, like a sorcerer or like a priest of some sort into some dark stuff. He was in that. Um, Another film that um, is pretty high in our list of films that we appreciate and just love is Defending Your Life with Albert Brooks. He plays a lawyer. That is like in purgatory. Funny role. And as an overview. Of Rip Torn's overall work. As an actor. You had early in his career. An actor that was very serious. I'm not saying that he wasn't serious. In his later work. But he went from a very dramatic. Sort of off the cuff. Actor doing. um, A lot of risky roles. Into becoming an icon in terms of comedic characters later in his career. Another, <clears throat> another great example is the Larry Sanders show. Replayed Artie. What a character. A lot of Rip Torn fans know him from that. The Larry Sanders show with uh, Shanling. Big hit. And lasted a while. So a good amount of the audience can look back and smile upon his performance as Artie on the Larry Sanders show. But let's talk about the beginnings, his life, of Elmore. And I think his middle name is Ruol. It's not Raul, because Raul is R-A-U-L. His middle name is R-U-A-L. So Ruel. And as a child, not much I could find because from what I could tell, there were no biographies written about Elmore. Um, He ain't that big yet. Okay. Or is not as big as, say, like a De Niro or a Tom Cruise, Tom Hanks. They have these biographies written about him. People go out and take time and effort like uh, the My favorite biography is the Marlon Brando one, and it is a thick book, seven years of research on Brando um, by Paul Manso. But nothing I could find about Rip. Um, He grew up in Texas. 
uh, Tempe, Texas. Temple. Tempe. Temple, Texas. In 1931, he was born. A pretty close family. Um, and when I've heard him in interviews talk about his family, not much to say. Just that he's a Texas boy, strong family values. He learned what it took to work hard. And he makes, makes a point in his interviews to point that out. That I'm a Texas boy. I am someone that appreciates and knows what hard work is. I put my nose to the grindstone. I'm going to go ahead and sound like I know what I'm talking about. But simply stated, he knows how to work hard. And when he decided to um, take on acting after high school, he knew his parents weren't going to like that. The whole thing. If him acting. But that's what he really wanted and went with Rip Torn to be his name. Rip being a nickname. Knowing his family wasn't going to smile upon this, he went for it anyway and studied at the actor studio. But before that, he was in the army um, after high school. Had a lot of odd jobs and dove into acting by studying at the actor studio with Lee Strasberg. <clears throat> and I'd like to mention, before I move on, where he went to college, because he did go to college. He went to the University of Texas and Texas A&M. He majored in animal husbandry. I'm not sure what that means, animal husbandry. And uh, being very naive after college, he thought by moving to Hollywood that he could, you know, make it right away. That didn't happen. Um, and because he wasn't getting steady work acting in Hollywood, worked a lot of odd jobs, like I said before, and then ultimately decided to move to New York City to study at the actor studio. With all his hard work with training and auditioning, uh, he finally got his first big role on stage. And uh, I believe it was a Kazan, yes, uh, Aaliyah Kazan, uh, a Tennessee Williams play called Sweet Bird of Youth. And that was in March 10th, 1959. And in support of Paul Newman, Sidney Blackmer, and Geraldine Page, who he would marry later on in his life. Um, the play was a hit, uh, closing on January 30th, 1960, and that was after 375 performances. And he won a 1960 Tony Award nomination as Best Featured Actor in that play. So a big reason why he will stick with acting is because of the success of this play directed by Lee Kazan, and then that was also written by Tennessee Williams, someone that he will be friends with for a long time. also want to note that this man, Rip Torn, was also good friends with Lawrence Olivier. They would work out at the same gym. <laughs> I just love that. In an interview I saw with Rip Torn, he talks about his relationship with Lawrence Olivier and especially when he was doing films uh, where he had to look fit. He would see Olivier uh, working out real hard. And he was an older guy at that time. And people would go up to Rip and say, your buddy Larry, he's working too hard. You're his friend. Tell him to settle down. <laughs> and Rip would say, that's Lawrence Olivier. He's going to do what he wants to do, but I'm, I'll try. And he'd go up to Larry, bullshit with him. 
and say, uh, Larry, people are kind of concerned about the way you're working out. You're going too fast. You're going to hurt yourself. I just want to warn you, people are concerned, whatever the case is. And Larry just said, hey, I understand your concern, but I have to look good for my next movie. Uh, I'm going to be uh, alongside Tony Curtis and Spartacus, and I have to look fit next to that guy. So that's why I'm working really hard. <laughs> and uh, Rip would also go on to say that he was near Larry Olivier right before he passed away. And he gave a touching story about how he approached Olivier, uh, gave him a little salute and said, you're, you're a true artist. And Larry, in return, told Rip how much he appreciated his work and that he was a true actor and that he was a brilliant actor. And coming from Olivier, it means something. I don't think Larry Olivier bullshitted around. He was very competitive in the acting world. And Rip Torn would go on to say that he felt actors at that time were sort of not competing. Larry disagreed. Uh, Larry based a lot of his success in the early years especially, Larry Olivier, due to the fact that he would compete with other actors. They were almost like his enemy. It gave him extra drive. Where Rip Torn felt that it was better to be sort of buddy-buddy and support one another. Um, So it goes to show you that no matter who you are as an artist, do it uh, do it the way that makes it best for you. What drives you? Is it creating enemies that's fire inside to keep you going, to give you inspiration? Or is it along the lines of a more of a rip-torn effort in, in regards as, oh, we're all in it together. Let's support one another. I'm struggling right now, but I'm taking what you're giving me, the hope, the, the faith, of an artist and then building on that and building your self-esteem and wanting to be the best artist you can be. Torn earned a reputation as an actor's actor on stage, both Broadway and off-Broadway, as well as on the screen. He continued to work in the New York theater despite his demanding TV uh, appeal and also movies as well. Uh, He was a Nominated won two Obie Awards in 1966 and the 67 season and for Distinguished Direction for a movie called The Beard in 1967. He has his own stage company and directed his daughter, Angelica Page, uh, a child he had with Geraldine Page in John Paul Alexander's Strangers in the Land of Canaan. And that was in the actor's studio. Torn made his feature film director debut with The Telephone in 1988. So some information there, uh, a general umbrella of some of the work that Torn has done. And before I move any further, there's one thing that stuck out the most to me about Mr. Torn doing my research. And that is this. He never, ever, ever missed a day of work in his life. Not once. He was very proud in stating that as an actor, performer, not once did he ever miss one day of either on set production, on stage, even rehearsals. 
Not one. He said that he would do productions with broken arms, legs, ankles, fingers, toes, and even at one time during a performance, get this, past a kidney stone. Whoa, 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 I say. Because I passed a few kidney stones in my life. And uh, I'm out. (laughs) Jeff T is out, folks. If I'm passing a kidney stone, um, I'm going to be just worrying about that. Because the pain you give from a kidney stone is right on par with childbirth, they say. I can buy that. It brings me to my knees. It hits the, the when you uh, get a kidney stone. Whew, it's a process, first of all. It's not, oh gosh, I can feel that kidney stone. It really hurts. I have to go to the bathroom and uh, you push it out and that's it. That's not the way it works. At least that's not the way I experienced it. It might be different for other people, but we got to talk about this for a minute because this is huge. This is big. And it says a lot about Rip Torn. First, we got to talk about the process of a kidney stone. And those of you who've had them, okay, you're going to nod and go, mm-hmm, yep, when I talk about this. But this is my experience. I first get where I feel like I'm getting a UTI, which is a urinary tract infection. That's what I thought every time I would get a kidney stone. I would never really would think to myself, oh, my God, I'm getting a kidney stone. It happens like every few years. It's not often, but it's often enough. It feels like I'm getting a UTI, which means that I'm sensitive, not in that area, what, you know, so on. It, it doesn't feel good. And I would go to the doctor and they say, you're fine. You don't have a UTI. I'm like, what the hell's wrong with me? The one time this went on for a few months, I don't know what the hell was wrong with me. I thought, my God, I... I have something you know, seriously wrong with me down there. And I go to doctors. We never put it together that it might be a kidney stone because I had one previous. And I had similar conditions. But I didn't really put my finger on it. So a few months later, out of nowhere, I had a bad day. I just was not feeling good at all. Like it was 10 times worse that day. I said, Amy, tomorrow, doctor, I have to go back. This isn't good. She's like, I agree. (laughs) I'm not kidding. 10 minutes later, 10 fucking minutes later, sharp shooting pain in my back. I'm like, oh shit. Kidney stone. That rock, stone, whatever it is, particle was lodged somewhere in me that created a lot of uncomfortability in my life. Sometimes for me, the worst part isn't actually passing it. It's the stuff that happens before where it's preparing itself. That's almost just as bad as the passing. And when you get that sharpshooting pain in your back, your kidneys are in your back. It brings me to my knees. It's that bad. I can't do anything. I go right to the ground and I'm in the fetal position crying And it'll be like uh, that, that 10 pain from one to 10, that 10 pain brings me to my knees. I'm unable to do anything except just cringe with pain. And that can last five, 10 minutes. Mr. Torn would give a performance like that. Passing a stone. Okay. 
either he's unbelievable, number one. His threshold for pain is off the charts where he can sort of just, you know, bear down. Say what? (laughs) Unless his character is exhibiting large amounts of pain in his back, I, I get that. But if you're doing like a nonchalant performance and you have to be happy and stuff, I don't buy it. This is a dedicated man. Or he had some like really powerful pain relievers because that's what I do. I have them on hand, which right now I don't. I had so much trouble with my teeth in the past year. I went through all this strong pain medication. I'm out. I've been out of pain medication for months now. So if I were to have a kidney stone, I'd be fucked. I'd have to go to the ER, which is not fun. Kind of off topic, but not off topic. Rip Torn states, he would pass kidney stones and perform. He felt that dedicated to his craft that nothing would keep him away from the theater or the stage That's the same thing. What I meant to say was the set. A TV set, a movie set. God bless him. Says a lot to me about his dedication. And this episode centering around Rip Torn, we have to talk about... Wow. We gotta talk about this. Okay. Norman Mailer. It's a well-known writer. Uh, He delved into uh, the art of filmmaking... On stage and on film. Did I say filmmaking on stage and on film? You know what I meant. He got into the art form of acting. Whether it was in front of the camera or behind it. He did a project with Rip Torn. Okay. Norman Mailer. And uh, let's go ahead. And I'm going to make sure I get this title correct. The movie was called Made Stone. Norman Mailer production, basically. He ran the thing. Rip Torn was an actor in the film. It got to the point in the film where Rip Torn was to confront Mailer. Mailer was an actor on the film as well. Toe to toe. Rip Torn got so into the character, so into the moment, that he had a hammer with him and struck Mailer. Mailer, completely thrown off, By the whole situation. Lost it. Got out of character. And charged. At Torn. This resulted in Mailer. Chewing. Chewing. Rip Torn's ear. I mean he chewed it. Like Holyfield did to Tyson. In the boxing ring. They got to the ground. And continued their. Spat. And it was for real. Very real, folks. There's a seven-minute clip on this on YouTube. You go on there and you put Rip Torn, Norman Mailer, Maidstone, Brawl. And it's real. Those two were on the ground fighting. Getting into it. And Norman Mailer was just completely thrown off by this. But Rip Torn did it for a reason. He did it as an acting choice. And those who worked with Rip... Say that he does really get into that. His character. He's an actor studio alum. Very method. There's a reason behind his madness. He takes it very seriously. But. 
Taking a hammer like that and striking someone I don't approve of. As an actor, that's something that uh, I can understand making it real. But there's a better way to do that, I think. Uh, I think Rip Torn did the wrong thing. I understand why he did it. But I don't approve. You didn't have to hit him with a hammer. Okay? That's dangerous. Um, his intention, if his intention was to hurt Mailer, he, he could have really hurt him. Um, I can't, and, and Rip has asked, was asked about this numerous times, and he never came right out and explained himself. Just, uh, that's what happened. <laughs> and, uh, and Norman and I uh, got through that, and we actually see each other every year. We get together. Uh, once a year, and that's all we can take of one another, and we move on with our lives. But in that time, on the set of that film, Rip Torn made a decision, a very controversial one, uh, and Norman Mailer responded. And they really did have an interesting little interaction. If you watch the clip, after they're done fighting on the ground, they're torn apart, and sort of back to uh, reality. No longer characters... Well, as soon as Rip hit Mailer with the hammer, <laughs> Norman Mailer, the actor, no more. He was Norman Mailer, a uh, pissed human being, and attacked Rip. Rip probably was in character until they were pulled off of one another. Uh, but once they were pulled off of one another, uh, the scene was over, but the cameras kept rolling. So you got to see Rip Torn and Norman sort of interact afterwards and what happened about five minutes after the scene was over and uh you have norman being like get the fuck away from me and norman's wife was there yelling at rip just get the fuck away from us who are you who do you think you are and rip i don't know what he was on he was on something coke i don't know uppers something you can just tell in their eyes their eyes in his eyes, although naturally they're a little crazy, they were even more crazy in this atmosphere, on this film. And sort of Rip trying to explain that that was my character, you knew we had to do it that way, don't be a little pussy, <laughs> okay, you, you hired me to do this, you know my history, I'm doing my job. You knew it came to that, and you're probably going to love the scene. <laughs> um, Norman really wasn't getting that aspect, okay? The, you hit me with a hammer, you're a fucking asshole, just fucking leave me alone. And near the end of that whole clip, near the end, boy, you get to see Rip Torn. I mean, the real guy. Crazed. Into like his whole art. Being in that moment. As an artist and a man. In that craziness of an artist. I mean he's high as a kite. God only knows what he's on. Uh, feeling the way he is. In the moment. Just the energy and the flow. And his uh, uh, being. Uh, whether it's uh, that confidence as an artist. It's just overflowing. Because you have confidence in yourself. He had a lot of it that day. And it showed. 
and in his face too. He was kind of like, you're a son of a bitch. Yeah, you son of a bitch. He was almost provoking Mailer. Like, yeah, that's me, baby. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> tough, man. Tough. I mean, these are just like, when you look at that, you go, whoa, they're going places. These artists go places that like normal people don't go. Uh, enlightening in a way you find out things about yourself you wouldn't working at a pencil factory um, you know what I mean unconventional raw uh, just stuff in Rip Torn a great example of that I watched a lot of his work he did a few films in the 70s that woo <laughs> he wasn't afraid to just do different sorts of things uh, one was like he was videotaping uh, women that would come into his apartment I forget the name of the movie it was in the early 70s I want to say 1970 and Sally Kirkland is in it a very young ripped horn videotaping Several women that come into his apartment. It's like all sexual, crazy. Uh, he had no fear in doing projects like that. He did a film with David Bowie called The Man Who Fell to Earth. Watched that a few nights ago with my wife. She's like, what the hell is this? I tried to explain it. <clears throat> David Bowie, Rip Torn. You actually get to see Rip Torn's penis head just for a moment. And my wife and I are like, oh my God, what did we just see? I didn't go into that movie wanting to see the tip of his penis, but we were surprised that uh, we were presented with that. He's rolling around the bed. (laughs) He plays a college professor in the beginning of the movie and romping with his students One of them, you know, but uh, the man who fell to earth with David Bowie, fine, you know, (laughs) I thought David Bowie did a great job. Uh, Another one that uh, you check out, (laughs) I would, if you want to see the tip of his penis, go see that one. (laughs) Um, Another notable film he did was uh, Payday and... He was nominated for an Academy Award, okay, for his performance uh, for Best Supporting Actor in Cross Creek. I enjoyed this movie very much. Watched it last Wednesday. Doing research, and Mr. Torn got to watch the movie he was nominated for. Never seen it before. First time saw it just recently. I liked it. The performances were spot on. Mary Steinberger, who's married to Ted Danson, probably said her last name wrong. Don't care. I really don't care. <laughs> she was in it too. Um, his performance, he plays a um, a country guy, right? They're out in the middle of nowhere in the South, you know. And it's about that lifestyle. It takes place, I think, in the early turn of the century. The 20th century, that is. And nominated for an Academy Award. Well-deserved. 
his character possessed humility. Um, it's a deep role, a very touching role. So I would suggest anybody that appreciates Rip Torn and has not seen that performance. I mean, he was nominated for it, well deserved. Um, I recommend it very much. Cross Creek. And I also want to mention before I go any further that he is cousins with Sissy Spacek, who won an Academy Award in The Coal Miner's Daughter. Sissy Spacek is Rip Torn's cousin, first cousin. And Rip Torn got her in the business. Thank you, Rip, because Sissy Spacek's great. And she's in uh, Castle Rock, a show that we enjoy. And she was in Carrie. Oh, man, she's very good. Great actress. Very good. Uh, They're related. Big surprise. Two very talented artists in the history of film. Sissy Spacek and Rip Torn are related. They're first cousins. So let's go ahead and touch on the films that he did that I remember uh, that stick out in my mind. And as I'm looking through the list here, there are a few that I want to mention. He was in Airplane 2. If you're a fan... Of those movies, the airplane movies, he was in the second one, if you remember. And of course, the Beastmaster with Mark Singer, he was in that one. Uh, Kind of a cult classic film. That was in the 80s. And uh, the Cross Creek movie was right after that. There was Airplane 2 and then he did Cross Creek. The movie he would be nominated for, for Best Supporting Actor. Um, And also looking at the list here. Let's go ahead and point out that he was in Summer Rental with John Candy. He played the uh, pirate. (laughs) I love John Candy. Don't you? I watched Armed and Dangerous the other day. That's a bad movie. That movie did not age well. I got to tell my brother about that one. Because my brother loved that movie too when we were kids. And he's always interested. Because I watch. I just regurgitate. So he's always interested to find out. Jeff. Did that movie hold up through time? That one didn't. Armed and dangerous. <laughs> it was bad. Oh, uh-huh. but you know, Summer Rental is a good. He's in there. He's just a memorable character, isn't he? He sticks out. When I mention a movie, you go, oh yeah. Yeah, the weird guy, the crazy guy. That's Rip Torn. <laughs> uh, 88 years old, man. He lived a long life. Uh, I'm trying to see if there's anything else. Uh, Defending Your Life, of course. And that was in uh, 1991. That's an Albert Brooks production. Ah, those of you who have never seen Defending Your Life, you're missing out. Brilliant film. If I were to give that on a scale of 1 to 10, that's a strong 9. Strong. Aren't too many 10s you could hand out. But it's a crafty movie, thought-provoking, well-acted Meryl Streep is in it. Defending Your Life, 1991. If you haven't seen that, please do yourself a favor. Um, Checking the list. Uh, He did uh, Columbo. I have to note that. Big Columbo fan. Love Peter Falk. He was in RoboCop 3. All right. Canadian Bacon. Right. Another John Candy movie. I like that. (laughs) Down Periscope. Uh, He was a voice in Hercules Zeus. Um, and of course I mentioned Men in Black. You know, I mean, he's done so much work. You know what? You like to get into dodgeball uh, before I really wrap it up. 
because I think, I mean, he got, he was in Freddy Got Fingered, not a big role. Um, but let's talk about Dodgeball because that's his probably most recent that you can say, oh yeah, Rip Torn. Yeah. The crazy guy in Dodgeball throwing wrenches at guys. You know, if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. And my favorite line from that movie from Rip Torn, huh? God bless you, sir. Is you're about as useful as a poopy flavored lollipop. God bless you, Mr. Torn. Um, before we move on from Mr. Torn, we got to talk about the incident that happened a few years back, about 10 years ago, I think. He got drunk. <laughs> okay. All right. <clears throat> he, he broke into a bank. Okay, he, he explained that he thought it was his house. And I guess at that, it was in Connecticut, this town that he lived in, Connecticut. And it said that that town, like everything kind of looks the same, you know, like the bank can look like the supermarket or like a house down the street. Okay, he was drunk, he had a few, okay, having a good time. Little too much fun, you know. Dude, this is what I don't get to. This whole like getting drunk thing, and these people go out. Now I remember when I was young, I like to get messed up, and I like to explore. I get it. I guess you just want to go out and explore. <laughs> but I was like twenty at that time. If you're gonna intoxicate yourself, do it in the comfort, in the stability, in the safety of a environment that. You know, you're not going to get into trouble. <laughs> like, if I'm going to drink, and I really don't drink that much anymore, I, I miss it. I do. I enjoy drinking, but it's not good for you. So I really don't drink anymore. But when I did, like, I would do it in the safety of my own home, okay? And I wouldn't go anywhere. I don't get this. Like, you go to a bar, and you socialize, and you drink, don't go wandering around outside. You know, get in the car. Hopefully someone will drive you. Get in the cab and go home. This whole going out, like, you're just asking for trouble. And Mr. Torn decided to venture out that night, ripped drunk, ripped being ripped, and actually broke into a bank. I don't know how he did that. The security in this Connecticut town, very laid back. Maybe he just got out a credit card. Slipped the lock, got in, passed out. They found him passed out, like, the next morning in the bank. <laughs> wow, man. But anyways, he apologized, did, like, community service, got fined, whatever. But we had to mention that moment in Rip Torn's life. Because uh, it happened recently, before he passed. But, hey, it can't take away <laughs> from the simple fact... That this guy was one in a million. He really was different, out there, fun to watch. Those crazy eyes, those mannerisms, how funny he was on the Larry Sanders show and the other films that he did. He made a mark. He made a mark in the entertainment field and he expressed his passion and hard work in that acting isn't easy. It takes time and effort. Those of you who think that acting's easy, it's not. And he professed that. You have to work hard for what you have. 
And those that kind of know people in the business can't forget that, yeah, you might have a, a parent that's famous, okay, which means they have talent and they pass it on to you, but it has to be sustained. Like, it gets you in the door, but it's your drive and your motivation that keeps you there, that keeps you in the business. So don't uh, kind of go, oh, you know, uh, I'm thinking of uh, the Sutherland family, the Sheen family. Uh, They're all connected, but they're also very talented. Don't take that away from them, okay? Thank you for listening to this edition of the Actors Room, highlighting the very talented Rip Torn who passed at the age of 88 just last week and felt it would be a good idea to talk about him in this edition of The Actors Room, episode 71. May you go out tonight and have a great night. And hopefully, if it's during the day, you're having a great day. This is Jeff Tarowski, And I'm telling you to go on to iTunes. Please give a five-star review. Give a comment. I'm going to be cross-promoting with other podcasts. So soon enough, in a future podcast, you're going to hear promotions from other shows. And in other shows, you'll hear me. (laughs) In my, I got to get a promotional little clip together. I'm going to do that. That'll be fun. Put a little music behind it. Tell me about my show. So if you happen to be listening to other shows and you hear a small clip from me, hey, right, going to need it. Like... My show is, it's flatlining. It really is. It's frustrating. So I have to promote, get my name out there. So thanks again for the support. Like I said, iTunes, uh, go to the website. I have a donate button on my show. Go on there, you click it, donate to the show. I've, I'll tell you something. Mr. Silva, if you're listening, thank you, sir. Okay. A big supporter of the show. Uh, should have shouted you out months ago. Sorry I haven't. A big supporter of my show. And it's people like you that keep the show going. Because if it wasn't for you, I may not be doing this. Uh, The support that I get from some of my fans, I really do appreciate. And will be doing that episode or the couple of episodes you were talking about. I'm going to do soon. So hold on tight, folks. I'm on vacation this week. I'm going to enjoy the hell out of every second this week if I can. It's summer. Thank you. Going to sign off now. Please. Have a great night. Put in that movie or show that entertains you. Whether it's making you laugh or making you cry. Have a great day. God bless you. Have a good one.